Oh no. That's a good way to start. Oh, there it is. I hate when that happens. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck did I do? I got to learn Windows more. Because um, there's a few things that I want to know, like the blowing up the windows. And I was like, looking at this dude at work presenting something. And he was just like, I'm like, damn, I need to get on his I was like, level. Fuck. I was like, man, I thought I was good. We were presenting some shit in front of the class. <laughs> and he just walks in. I was like, ah, but he's more of a dork. You could tell. <laughs> And, you know, he was in his element, you know, just let him let him have that one season. I did. I did. I was like, all right, you do your props, thing. Props. USC. At the uh, end of USC folder, I'm like, well, obviously much more intelligent than I. <laughs> but we got to work in episode 22, Skewed Perspective. It's me. And it's me, Omario. Figure it out. By now, if you're listening, you know who's who. Yeah, I mean, I feel like no one's tuning in to the first time. You know what, though? Well, you know what? We hope so. so. Yeah, well, actually, I mean, no, I mean, actually, yeah, because you don't need to do these sequentially. Yeah, I was like, we hope new people's listening. That's a fair point. Yeah, I'm like, yo, uh, this, I wonder, though, you know, like, what image people have of, like, just the voices coming through. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. I never really had thought of like, oh, maybe people listen to us that have never seen us. Because it's always like Jaime talks to me about it every here and there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, like, yeah, our friends are the ones listening. For sure. <laughs> but I think be- because the goal is to have. Yeah. No, yeah. Like more people listen. I'm like, because mm. I remember listening to podcasts like years back. And uh, this was before every podcast had video with it. Mm-hmm. So I would just love to imagine what the host looked like based off uh, the thumbnail. I mean, I'm still kind of like that too, uh, like mm-hmm. especially like with like a lot of the NPR hosts or like yeah, Marisol's a couple podcasts here and there, and then I look them up. Oh, man, I didn't think they would look like that at all. Yeah, I was like, damn, voice don't match, voice don't match, <laughs> yeah. or voice matches. <laughs> it's always a fun game. But episode twenty-two. I hope so our voices it's... match. Huh? I hope our voices match. I hope so too. Yeah, because <laughs> I'll listen to me, and I'm like, yeah, obviously me. But even that, I'm like, have you do you listen back to the episodes? Uh, sometimes. How long did it take you to get used to like hearing yourself and being okay with it? Pretty quickly, I think. I mean, I wasn't like. Ugh. I mean, yeah. If you hated how you sounded that much, you probably wouldn't be doing this for very long. Yeah. Although, I mean, I know some people are like just straight up hate how they sound, and I'm like. Uh, that might be other underlying yeah. issues. You know? <laughs> I'm okay with mine. I'm never like. Uh, although to be to be fair, there are people out there who have annoying voices, and I like some of them know it. Yeah. So I know uh, there's a comedian that uh, I, I seen. I saw her stand up maybe like a couple years ago, and they get or oh no, it was uh, what's her name, Michelle Wolf, because I remember she did the first. Um, like the annual or the reporter's ball or whatever. And she's the like governor's roasted. ball. Yeah. yeah. And she like roasted everybody. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, yeah, I know I have a shrill voice or shrill voice. But even her, I've listened to her on podcasts before too. Yeah. And I'm like, she's so funny. She that is. I'm, she's, she's very funny that it doesn't, yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Yeah. She's like, check the shit out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just throw jokes all over it. You'll be okay with it. Yeah. She has that con, that swag. So it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I can't. Yeah, no, too much hate. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll criticize myself as I'm listening to. I'm like, ah, oh, you idiot, what? Yeah. And part of it too, like especially even with the um the supersonics, like I have to kind of like be in rhythm when I'm mm. doing it. And sometimes I'm just like, ah, this is not good. Yeah, because that's more much more performance yeah. oriented. Yeah. 
but back to the episode <laughs> i'm like what were we gonna talk about um this stemmed from a few episodes like two episodes or maybe even the, the no not the last one we did together what was the last oh sh- no actually i think it might have been the digital analog discussion stemmed from yeah from nerd culture and like uh yeah being alive. video games yeah yeah so kind of to expound on that i um yeah so that's why that's why it had been on my mind because of that discussion um but just like the cyclical nature of no before i even get to that just the like the way we're gonna manage data right how are we gonna preserve all this information and all these processes give me a second shit is annoying the fuck out of me because i can hear mine slightly oh, okay i'm like i don't want to hear myself <laughs> <laughs> not not this time god damn it um but yeah, the the way we're gonna manage and, and store all this data and information that we have, yeah. and I'm like, how how can the the, the PlayStation uh, company just let this shit wither on a, on a vine, basically? Yeah. But then, like, I read another article, I think, relating to that somehow, um, and I'm like, I don't know whose duty that is. Yeah. Like, I thought for a second, I'm like, yeah, it's obviously on the company to to do this, but. Maybe because of the transitory nature or the new, the newness of the medium, they're like, nah, whatever, we don't have to. But then they showed like examples in other industries of yeah. like, like that's why museums exist. You know, like so much shit does get lost. Like there's yeah. like it's just part of the human experience, I guess. And yeah. I had to consider that. And then another one that actually kind of just you just reminded me of right now like you remember the microfilm the microfilms in the like libraries and whatnot mm-hmm. like, yeah that's not the the newspaper preserving those right now those are you know the public institutions doing that mm-hmm. and i'd be i mean like i think yeah at some point it comes into that duty because then it's like you're asking businesses to be more than just i mean yeah. i mean personally i in my like own personal philosophies i think businesses do need to take a lot more onus for a lot of other things but I mean, this per se might not be one of those things, but I would appreciate them, like, yeah, being preserved. Because, like, yeah, you know, being able to kind of chart the history of, like, video games Mm -hmm. from the beginning would be, like, a really powerful thing, I'd imagine, you know, once we get to the point where we're, like, throw some goggles on and enter this new, you know, world or whatever, Mm -hmm. VR. Like, once things are so advanced, like, you won't even be able to imagine, like, Pong was the hit of you know like the culture yeah exactly that was the peak of whoa but it's like one of the early things that yeah. should probably be known and preserved yeah um and i think those things probably will be i mean like you know video arcades like um i'm seeing like the little the little one-up video game booths and like the video game area of target and i mean to a degree yeah those things do but um there's so much more than just like the arcade stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like the early cassette games, the early disc game, floppy disc games, even you know, and like yeah, who should be in charge of that? I would have to say some sort Remains of public Remains to be seen, I guess. Yeah. yeah, like I, I, I thought of the example of uh, the wine industry because uh, I thought it was very similar, mm-hmm. like in the way that wine from certain years. Um, from certain makers in certain regions is limited because yeah. obviously there was only one 1930 whatever yeah. and they only made a certain number i feel like the the market for video games might be similar to that in the fact that 
if you own a copy or the code or whatever to yeah. to whatever game from whatever year and that that only exists because they stopped making them or stopped you know hosting it on whatever service mm-hmm. then those are going to be exchanged in the way that valuable wines are yeah. except that wine kind of you know you consume it unless you're like a crazy collector who just you know has yeah. the collection i feel like there might be a similar market with uh with some older video games yeah i could see that I can see that, especially yeah, once like they're stopped supporting anymore. But then you need the whole set at that point too. It's like you need the console. You're gonna need you know your controls, the all the plugs. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even saying to play the games. It'd be solely as exchanging these valuable pieces of like because because wine the wine industry like when you get to those old levels where only a certain number of bottles exist, they're hardly drinking that wine. Yeah, because it's it's more about the showpiece of it. Feel like, I feel like it'll be like that with like if you if you have a copy or the code solidified onto something um, for like The Last of Us mm-hmm. or you know pick whatever game in the future where like and th- that might be not be a good example but maybe like yeah. a lesser known game that that was really good and it defined a lot and you have that on whatever and you're, hard thing yeah that you it's like um I think that th- that would be exchanged like amongst the niche market. I could see that, but then I also kind of feel like the one of the more fundamental things is you know playing the game, and mm-hmm. I feel like you know that's that's where so much of the worth comes from. You know, being able to enjoy like have because you could have that fun, like you know all day if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I feel like that's a big part of it as well. So I mean, at that point, like when do like emulators? I mean, actually, you know, yeah, you're, I think emulators and all those probably will exist for the games that you know there's a demand for it mm-hmm. but yeah i can can see like the physical piece of it like oh yeah i got the original pokemon red from game boy from when i was like in kindergarten yeah i don't think and, i don't think uh, a lot of it will be like to have the thing and play it yeah i feel, I feel like yeah, I like even e- like and this happened to me personally with like the ps3 i wanted the fat one to be backwards compatible so i could play those games like, I don't. Th- we did. Yeah, we did. I didn't play those funner. games exactly. So I'm like, I think the new thing will be driving most of the the attention as far as like, oh, the things that you want to play and the experiences you want to have, mm-hmm. and the other stuff. Like you might want to play that if you, but I think you probably just want to show because it will have evolved already pe- yeah. so past beyond that to where you like. I don't want to go play pong, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I would rather I play get ping it. pong than pong. Yes, <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Like, it's so rudimentary, and I'm like, yeah, you could... I'll I'll play it for, like, a few minutes, and I'm like, I'm over it. Whoops. You know what would be a good way to, like, present that, though? Like, if you had some kind of, like, a museum, Mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, right, every room or whatever was a different era, you kind of interacted, played, and then, you know, you see the developments, the advancements in tech. I think that could... Yeah, that's... But that, granted, that's different than this kind of secondary market that could evolve. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, like, yeah, I'm future uh, business endeavor right there right yeah <laughs> like okay well how do you encrypt these things into something that yeah. won't be taken out by a solar flare you think i know right actually that was another um that's a little off topic we can get into it later but um how you were saying yeah do you how do you see nfts playing a role at all like you know that this is like a certified version of the code as opposed to like an emulation well, the the idea of or isn't a big thing um, regarding NFTs the fact that they exist only digitally. Yeah, then like they're, they're traceable through that. Sometimes, like I'm mm-hmm. talking about specifically like the code of a game. Like, oh no, this is like certified by the developer as opposed to like I just print, I just 3D printed the little Game Boy cassette thing and threw a sticker on it. 
Maybe they might apply yeah. in that space. Like especially if a lot of the games are downloadable or downloadable mm-hmm. only. It yeah. remember like that Nintendo seal? Yeah. Like back in the day, like maybe it'd be something similar to that. Yeah. Um see that. Yeah, I just I don't like I think I said this last time, like uh, the whole NFT thing, I'm like, I don't know. Like I have to wait to. I'm, I'm like in a wait and see. Yeah, I'm like, see I don't the know. applications of it, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, it's obviously very early on, and like the first of all, like the carbon footprint is massive. Yeah, it's a uh, lot of electricity. But yeah. I mean, any like all of the cryptocurrencies are in that same boat. Yeah, as well. but I'll, man, I was reading this article where the guy, the, like the artist producing the NFT, was like he had to stop uh, building or whatever making stuff um, because it cost him like. 10 times the amount of electricity he had been paying for his apartment Mm -hmm. in one year for one nft or something like that something ridiculous yeah i think i've I've heard some stuff like that too. and so i was like oh i hadn't even considered that i'm like ooh, but i mean i'm sure they can make that more efficient to a degree yeah Um, i mean that's yeah like electrical consumption that's something that could probably be but uh, i was mainly kind of getting into it because if it does get into like that valuable secondary market mm -hmm. then i mean what like forgers and like all that, like that's gonna be pretty about. It'll be well. like cer- a certification thing, yeah. yeah like you like with art pieces, even now yeah. you have experts, because um, there's yeah there's forgeries and yeah. like high level forgeries. And so, so that's why I feel like the best way would probably just having something in the code in or whatever. Place. Yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, if you have uh, if you have the things you need to make yeah. a play. Yeah, because I right like so I'm kind of like what I'm going back to like is like like Conquer's Bad Fur Day like mm-hmm. for N64 like a I have an original Golden Eye. Mm-hmm. or something like that which is crazy you get those at the swap meet right now too still yeah so that it'd be nice if they cashed in on some of that but we'll see but i mean like essentially like yeah how hard would it be to 3d print a cassette like mm-hmm. that on the exterior looks nearly identical yeah i don't i don't think it they'll exist like a like if it's a valuable market i don't think the item exists as it was like mm-hmm. like when they were making cartridges i think it exists like a do you ever remember like uh, like collectible Pokemon cards that were like gold, the holographic like, ones and stuff like that? Yeah, and they used so. to they used to they were like they were like a metal pieces with like um, like shaped in the form of the card with like oh, elevated stuff, you know? Yeah, they were like tokens. Yeah, like basically, but they were like the card size. Yeah. So I feel like it'd be something similar like that to games with like the circuits in there or whatever you use to store terabytes, mm-hmm. and then have it be presented like that. So. That's how I think they would yeah. exist. You know what I mean? Like, okay, ah, yeah. check this shit out. Boom. Yeah. Um, versus like a, a gold uh, cartridge, which are pretty fucking sick. Like the <laughs> Zelda ones. Yeah. But something something to that effect where, okay, like this is a certified item. It's all fucking high tech and shit. The game exists here. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Because, I mean, yeah, it's just a matter of putting code in something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, yeah, or whatever it is. But like, and that gets back to like, how do we maintain the longevity of these things? If, mm-hmm. if there's a fucking... And I think my example is always like a mass coronal ejection. Well, even there's a little more kind of like tangible one now. It's like a VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. Like that tape was only really ever like oh, 20 yeah. years kind of was its shelf life. Um, well, actually, it's isn't it dependent on how many times you play it? How many times you play it, the conditions in when it, which it's stored. And so right now I'm like, damn, I have some in the storage. I need to really check on those now because mm-hmm. that's like a lot of like. My old growing up footage, you know, grandpa, grandpa, mom, like mm-hmm. they had the physical, you know, it wasn't all just on your phone. If we have right. any younger listeners out there, you had a, you had a device that was basically like a huge camera that, you know, yeah, you had to put the film in. Yeah. And then, you know, you mm-hmm. had to go put that in the VCR to play it. So that's, 
I mean, we're getting to a point where, yeah, a lot of these VHS tapes that are old are probably getting to the point where they'll be unplayable if you don't digitize them very soon. And the stuff before that, we, like, that we just, I think we just continually continually lose shit. Yeah. Like, and then and then whenever you have, like, the big events, like, the, you know, the ones that take out a lot of the yeah. portion of the population or, you know, affect a huge part of the world. Yeah. Or even, like, I think might have something we were talking about, like, you know, burning down a library kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like no. all that stuff, yeah. Like that's yeah. stuff that is lost into the into the theory of yeah, forever. Like the human, the the vast store of human knowledge, just a portion of it, you just lose. Yeah. So it's like I guess I, it's been a question, and I guess not until now, because before before like the technology like, age, yeah, before the age of information, it was like okay, everything is analog, everything is mostly tangible, everything can be lost in a fire or a mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, so so the the worries were slightly different, but now so much of that of what we do have is, exists in a in a digital space like this right now yeah. exists in a digital space. I haven't backed shit up. I should probably do that <laughs> until like you know a thing. But like even that, I'm like I'm sure this can get taken out digitally. Yeah, and so like when there's those big extinction events, it's uh I, like it's I always wonder how many of those have happened. I'm like I I I, I pretty much believe that it has occurred. Like where we've like civilization ends or like progress and we we lose so much yeah. that we have to relearn things again. So it's like you take three steps forward and then maybe I don't know like, like one huge ten step backward. Exactly, thing. and then you have to okay, we have to retake these steps yeah. and then finally get past the point of where that other civilization yeah. was like, oh, okay, Egyptians, we out here, you know, leaving yeah. you in you know in the past. We got past where you got, and I think there's been there's probably been a few of those and some that we probably don't even know of. Like like uh the Mesoamerican civilizations like depending on what uh you're using to gauge yeah. progress like they were pretty goddamn advanced right like yeah. mathematics and science and things like I mean, that all of that erased that that you know mm-hmm. so that's I mean and to be honest that's what draws me so much to like those culture like one like yeah just the personal connection mm-hmm. but then just like the wealth of stuff that was probably lost that we'll never get to know so. It, it's it's fun to play with that and mm-hmm. like the storytelling that like you can give them essentially whatever you wanted because you don't know what was lost because mm-hmm. it, ju- it just leaves us with questions yeah. of like oh man they that aliens you know yeah, like well, we can't explain a, a thing and yeah. we're like I, I mean we don't have the technology to yeah. do that now and then we we're bu- we're so biased right because mm-hmm. we're like well obviously they didn't have the shit that we have now to be able to do things so it's yeah. like well maybe they did you know that yeah. reminds me of the uh, debate that I had with in high school, I don't remember yeah, the yeah, professor, yeah. but it was the aliens existing. Who was that with? I don't remember his fucking name. I remember the debate though. I remember that yeah. was hilarious. All right, some back <laughs> backstory for anyone that didn't go to uh, or to high school with us. Our school had this really good idea, and I really hope they kept it alive. I don't know if they have though. Doubt but it. Uh, essentially, it was like a student versus teacher debate, and I was one of the I was part of the inaugural debate against. I feel horrible for not being able to remember. He wasn't my teacher, so that's it wasn't. so you know I defend myself with that a little bit. Um, and the whole thing was like, yeah, based on the the existence of aliens was, and it's kind of really timely that this came up because that's what we're gonna talk about <laughs> yeah. a little later. But that was the debate, and um, you know, I was on the side of aliens, you know, did exist and we're here, and I used some of the like Mesoamerican ancient aliens. Who's the guy with the crazy hair? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Angle, which, um, I mean, I definitely wouldn't do that nowadays. You're played to the crowd. Yeah. But then also, 
<laughs> I wouldn't do that now because I feel like that belittles the advancements of the Mesoamerican yeah, cultures. The but, actual uh, arguments. Yeah. <laughs> but I won the debate not because they believed it, but because I presented my side of the debate better. Yeah, he. Yeah, honestly, I do think, and I, I, this might be what is it? Revisionist history. Mm-hmm. But like looking back, I'm like, oh man, this guy didn't even prepare. He didn't. Omar, Omar at least you know has some points, even if it was a fucking high school, you know, uh, argument points. I remember I opened with Drake's equation, and um, I ah, uh, this is so nerdy. <laughs> that what I'm like the punchline that I'm about to do. So basically, that's just like, um, how many planets are there in the universe, right? And if there's like always like. And pretty much like a planet that has an advanced civilization would satisfy the equation. And I remember Mr. Whatever his yeah, name is. He was like, well, that'll always be zero. And I was like, actually, sir, that will always be one because Earth satisfies all those points. And I just remember it was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, that dude thought was just... I, it it wasn't one of our teachers yeah. because I think they would have respected you more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I like I, like yes, yeah, high school student, CP kid, like college prep kid, like a normal class kid. Like yeah, I get it. If you're used to those kids all the time, maybe you could just stroll through fucking. Because I just religion remember, is real or whatever, right? I remember his last slide too was just like Disneyland with a whole bunch of like just fictional characters, and he's like, yeah, this is aliens. Yeah, this is so patronizing. How yeah. demeaning. It, no. I mean, I felt I was a little salty about it. Yeah. I think he's, it was no respect. <laughs> I was like, oh. And I think there was, was there another debate? Uh, there was a second one. I wasn't uh, involved I in that cared, one. Yes, but, yeah. no there, one there, there were uh, There were a couple after that. So I was like, that, I like that. It was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it definitely was critical thinking. I feel like, you know, that should be a, people should really just do things like that in high school be a lot more better discourse on the, mm-hmm. on oh, the yeah. internet oh yeah yeah that mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably help i mean especially if you have kids who are decent enough at making arguments and talking about their points you know mm-hmm. you can find them yeah it's like some someone over here like <laughs> thinks they're smarter than the teachers go ahead and get them you know <laughs> in yeah. one of those classes they, they'll make some points yeah that was a fun time <laughs> Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I was not prepared to talk about. That Dude, the today. flyers were sick. Who did our fucking uh, drawings back in Theo's the day? Theo's little brother, That's I right. think. So, like the decathlon shit too. The yeah. stuff on the back that was good too. Mm-hmm. I think it was the same same person. If it yeah. was, ah, I don't. Damn it, I don't remember his name either. But I remember it was Theo's little brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, digital analog. I guess the, it's been a question forever. Well, I mean. In a way, really, it hasn't been a question forever because we're barely at the point where we can consider, oh, how do we preserve this? Sorry, not digital, but like... Yeah. Uh, but before pre- it was just books. Knowledge preservation. Yeah, yeah just the preservation of, of human knowledge, I guess. Books that- in a dry... I think that's why, like, you know, they bibliophiles and, like, people that collect rare books. And, like, yeah, I mean, in a way, that was that was this before mm-hmm. oh, yeah, those are, what we're those talking are sacred, about now. Yeah, like, like I can appreciate a, a book from the 1500s. Oh, I yeah. think most people should be able to, yeah. like, go into a museum, you're like, you can't tell it's in the glass for I, that's how exactly. it was actually when we went to uh we were in venice mm-hmm. like yeah all these old pages i'm like damn i just i want to turn it i mean obviously i should not have touched it at all because it would probably just deteriorate <laughs> the second my finger oils hit it right but, right yeah those things are yeah, so awesome it's amazing yeah it, that feels like pretty holy like whenever i'm like walking like in a museum next to a book that old mm-hmm. or something that like is like someone made this who basically like me, you know yeah. what I mean? Like if it was me back in the day, if I had, the, yeah. it was in that situation and had those means, I'm like, oh, I could have done this. Yeah. 
that's pretty that's pretty um, i mean I, don't know, I look at some of the calligraphy like the just the detail i'm like oh that's i'm gonna need a, but i mean essentially yeah right it's just these you know these people mm-hmm. that made these analog things with their hands mm-hmm. you know there wasn't this like it was what you see was what you had and i think it was kind of well, a lot of the stuff we were talking about um and i mean like yeah that's something how like our for how advanced like kind of the sphere that we live in is it's also very fragile and i feel like a lot of people don't realize that the internet's not an old thing Mm-hmm. It's younger than us. I mean, there's a um, there's a number to like the amount of data we create every day now. Yeah, like the amount of information that gets created as far as like, and I don't know. I guess they're using it like um, on the internet or uploaded or things like that. Mm-hmm. Is is so huge. Like, okay, it just makes me think of Blade Runner twenty forty nine when they go to the. Like that old filing cabinet place? Yeah, the, the place with the bald, creepy guy. Yeah, yeah. like the record center, yeah. essentially. And they're like, okay, hold on. And they have all these fucking rows of servers. That's going to be us. We're going to have yeah. we're gonna have fucking monolithic structures of just servers of information. And like reinforced with shit that, you know, protects it against EMPs and things like that. Right, yeah. Hey, we'll find one of these warehouses in San Bernardino to do that. <laughs> fucking shoot a dart, man. Or just fucking... <laughs> think you'll hit one i know for real there's so many there i think there was something on that actually about a moratorium mm-hmm. um because the air quality and stuff they're like yeah enough with the fucking warehouses um so I know tesla we'll, just bought a warehouse out where? here oh tesla. did they they're carbon and, uh, neutral go ahead <laughs> i mean <laughs> more so than more so than amazon i'm like go ahead tesla. oh yeah more such, so than i have now, such yeah, a bias yeah i'm like yeah go ahead elon <laughs> Come through. Put us on fucking flying cars. Oh, wait, no. That's not a thing I forget. Put us underground. <laughs> oh, wait. That doesn't sound good either. Um, give us tech. <laughs> Put us underground. And then I think, uh, yeah, San Manuel just got another big warehouse as well. But um, mm, Yeah, that's true. But aside from that, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, this is eventually is all going to have to be stored somewhere. And that's questions we're probably on the precipice of having to seriously ask the important people Cause if it does to deal with. If there's some sort of mass extinction event or something that even just takes out the greater like I mean, honestly, files I would like say that, we're, we've already kind of put that out there. Like that's around the corner, maybe a couple of decades or so. Yeah, Unfortunately, sounds... not to not to be <laughs> not <laughs> to <laughs> shit all over our mood. <laughs> no, but I but... mean like, but yeah, I mean that's it's it's a thing to consider. It's a real thing. Yeah, exactly. It's a thing that we need to start thinking about. Mm-hmm. At the least. I'm like, we need the fucking intelligent people who can do shit about it and, like, resourceful people to... Because yeah. I always... Actually, you know what? I, um, this was a thought that I had when we were driving out to Petaluma. Um, what? And it's 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 in that universe, but it's not exactly. So say the, uni- or the, the internet... <laughs> my bad. Say the internet went out, like, tomorrow. Yeah, some solar event or whatever. And, like, we had to literally revert to life in, like, 1992 or whatever. What would What would be these first stocks that you buy? What would be the businesses you would bet on? In after like, what? After the internet is just, it's down, it dies. Could you? And we can't even oh, like see. figure out how to rebuild. Oh yeah, it for the market a long was time. still a thing before the internet. Yeah. Um, I know we can see like even that little bit there. We had to like wait. Oh yeah, the market was a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just all papers. Robin Hood on my they phone. They do uh, way more corruption. So fuck. Um, <laughs> okay, I was like Sears or just big box stores again. Yeah, Sears is done though. I think they're gone, aren't they? I don't think they're gone yet. I think they're gone. Like you could probably buy them for a dollar, but if that happens, that's probably one of the best 
flips that you'll probably be that's able a good to question make. i don't know whatever they used to bet on before the internet <laughs> <laughs> whatever was number one before the internet came uh, through and changed things i guess that some foreign so i don't know I, I don't know enough about stocks what about you i think um well yeah sears and like big uh big box department stores was one of the things that i was uh, that i thought about and then even like bookstores again mm-hmm you know what like those though? Kind of like physical, tangible, like places you had to be there. I feel like I feel not. like we'd be dealing with the fucking consequences of losing the internet first, though. I think that yeah. would collapse no. a lot of things. No, yeah, it absolutely. Would. We're gonna have to sift through some bodies before uh, before, before we get to, that to the point, stock yeah. market and be like, okay, I'm buying these stocks. We're gonna have to walk <laughs> over dead people and people starving and whatever the fuck happens. I know. Like honestly, I think like totally, yeah, like a lot of hospitals would probably be a major spot that's hit because I think like they've digitized a lot of their records. Well, just globally, think of all the communications military and nations do. That's true. I'm like, there's going to be nations that are going to try to take advantage of that situation. Like if if, if people go dark. Invest in the telegraph then. (laughs) Back to phone lines, AT&T. Maybe the fucking, the newspapers come back. Nah, nah, I don't know. Yeah, no, they have to. If you couldn't get your internet, if you couldn't get your news off the internet, they would absolutely. Yeah, bet on the devil. Be like, here you go, New York Times. Bring us back. <laughs> yeah, it, I, it's a good question. I don't know. But if, like, if there was some, I guess if it's just the internet, it's different than, like, if it takes out the, the grid and everything. Yeah. Because I feel like if the internet gets taken, mm, I guess you can isolate the internet in an event. Yeah. If it's, like, a cyber attack. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because that, that's what I, this was, like, you know, electricity is still a thing, you know, like, all of, it just based, TV was still a thing. You just mm-hmm. didn't have the internet. I see. Yeah, so it's in, like it's a lot of like the talking to each other aspects mm-hmm. that would ma- mainly be taken down. I feel like some of it, a lot of the stuff where the issues we grapple with now is like not knowing the limits of uh, yeah. intake. You yeah, know? exactly. And this is kind of like a let me go straight. It's just, into it's the just other well, you're just exactly. So it yeah. would bring some good things back, but ah uh, man, the internet's pretty fucking cool. No, yeah, I think I think overall. It is a collective good, um, but it's still we're, it's very young, so we still need to learn how to deal with all the shit that it's. It's just us. yeah, it, it's we're so at at such an adolescent stage, mm-hmm. like dealing with it, like um, like part of me too. I really feel like they should add like some class in high school about like how to like be online. Yeah. 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 Like they could have added how to be a person before the internet. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's true too. But like, how to be, yeah. you know, how in an online world in a connected world like this, yeah, where like how to not be like a dick, also not like, to be overstimulated. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. See, that comes back to how to good be a, person, a good person. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like, you know, like even good people, like they'll say dumb shit on the internet because just the anonymity is so great of a, you know, like oh, I ha- me putting this out there, I will have little to no repercussions because this is a person that's on the other side of the country. Doesn't know my real name, location. Like you know, it's it's easy to be a jerk there mm-hmm. on on the internet. So I'm like, oh, you know, every school has their own little internal like social media or whatever, and you know, teachers moderate all that stuff. They do. That's true. Yeah, I would I would like to see something like that, but that's a little off topic. You but, know um, what though? This does bring me back, um, like the whole how do we maintain you like this human knowledge and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, we have but, to go multi multi planetary. Like it, it, it reinforces to me the thought that we had to spread out. Like it would allow more chances for us to maintain. Obviously, humanity changes. Yeah. Um, 
once you you're on a different planet but i think we do have to i don't like to assure to assure survival it it, it increases your chances it's just it does i it does yeah i'll concede that it does but then it's also like well if you can't figure out how to get things on earth where literally you and the world evolved to coexist then you were not going to be able to do it somewhere else where it's not on your side no, but I think that can be achieved. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not, I think, I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying we're going to be colonizing, still dealing with all these issues. I think we have to get past those issues yeah. before we do become uh, intergalactic. And I mean, it's what you see in a lot of sci-fi. Like, and I think that might be actually. Hold on, I have to. I have to wait. Hold on this point because it ties into the alien thing of like why we wouldn't be contact or if we would be. Uh huh. But I think if we if we go multiplanetary, like just the pursuit alone is enough for me to be like okay yeah we should try to do this because it'll bring so many it's like when we went to the moon like yeah. like the people who are arguing against like why are we investing all this all these resources yeah. and all this money to go mm-hmm. to the moon but like even the like just figuring out a way to do that yeah. brought about so many side things I'll, that we benefit from I'll expand on that point too and a thing that's probably also a little more relevant is the corona vaccine the coronavirus vaccine mm-hmm. like all the vaccine development that we did in the past is part of the reason we were able to get this one churned out so fast mm-hmm. because we've been looking at like vaccine tech for so long. So, you know, yeah, just how you were saying the pursuit and like being able to get all the tools together you need to successfully produce that uh, pursuit, mm-hmm. it, it yields so much other science and so many other applications that, you know, once people see, oh, like they did all this crazy stuff to get to the moon. But what if I used this little piece of that big crazy thing for something else? And like that, that is absolutely what happens because mm-hmm. that science can be applied in so many other ways now. Yeah, it brings about questions that you normally wouldn't have if you didn't decide yeah. to go to Mars or go to, exactly. you know, a nearby galaxy or whatever. And, and you know, yeah, exactly. And who knows, like, you know, if you have some other unforeseen issue, maybe that tech will be, allow you to, like, solve that with mm-hmm. greater ease, you know, which is, yeah, again, like kind of why we got a vaccine in record time here. Yeah, so I think if we reach, if reach the point... If we reach the point of propagation to different to different uh, planets and things like mm-hmm. that, like obviously what you're saying, you had to consider like you got your shit together enough to do this or not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a good it, way to put it. Because yeah. if because if you don't, then you know this that might become exponentially more expensive if you're still trying to you know deal with all these issues. Yeah. You know that you know you probably should get past if you're going to be yeah. like okay. We're like, um, like I'm not a collectivist, but like if if we're if if we get to the point where we can all be okay with each other as humans and di- with all those differences, yeah, you can then okay acknowledge like the oneness Let's of being you, human, yeah. yeah, and then go ahead and colonize, and in that way you have more chances of yeah, no, that's absolutely yeah, exactly going to wherever we're mm-hmm. going and preserving like all the human knowledge, yeah, and I feel to like to actually get to like answering your question of like how do we do that. I legit think we kind of just got to go to like the old ways and just you have this big facilitated bunker of all this information. And like, you know, that's just you do the best of your abilities to buffer that against the known threats. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we have to have like storehouses of knowledge of just I don't know, like what that like. Yeah. Does that look like a room full of servers? Does that look like probably some sort of some form of that, you know, because I mean, like, yeah, I know. um like I, I don't remember the exact details of it, but 
like a news story like they were able to encode some like super long novel onto like a little tiny piece of dna mm-hmm. so i mean we're at the point where we can keep knowledge very tiny and like put it somewhere in a drawer for when we need it to access it um so i mean we do we've done that we have that ability so yeah now it's just a matter of how do you store that and then if something happens how do you go into that drawer and replicate take it out yeah press a button and like okay we have that knowledge again yeah because you have to be able to duplicate because that's why that's why we should do that right you know if our known yeah if our known stuff fuck how do we make a hard drive i know right (laughs) 3d print oh fuck 3d printer yeah it's it's a it's it's there's so many questions you have to think of of like even there that scenario is like Mm -hmm. okay if things do shut down where we lose this like you better hope it's an isolated yeah. loss and then to you be know able what? to still replicate with You know what you else got. is going to be another crazy argument in itself is figuring out what information gets to be saved. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like we should be a more a little bit more liberal with the things that we choose to save. The, like it, if we have the resources to, to yeah. Yeah, if if you have the ability to, yeah, yeah I'm going like, to throw oh, everything in. That would be a very good point like, oh, Matt, maybe it's not like it costs so much energy to encode something Onto a little tiny piece, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gonna have to. Crazy be, it's questions. like a selection, like a selective thing. Like yeah. that's why I like um, time capsule exactly. Like that's why the that game I asked you about Horizon Zero Dawn. There's a lot of stuff where like they ask these questions and then they show what their answers are mm-hmm. uh, to to like okay, how are we gonna let future generations access this in you know yeah. living now in the past? So. And we, I feel we don't, I mean, yeah, the internet, great, it's great and it's open for everybody, but yeah, it's also fragile and we also don't like, yeah, who's going to be able to know how to do what in like that event? I mean, yeah, that was like in The Walking Dead or any of your like basic survival mm-hmm. shows or, you know, stories is like, oh yeah, you know, you want the people with the skills because your group doesn't know it. Yeah. You regress because of the loss of information. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, it's super interesting to me always. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, like especially if you're into like history and things like that you're like they got so far right like you know on their timeline you know or yeah. or on the on the, the bar graph their bar got pretty fucking far if you know if you're looking yeah. at uh like like well, that's why i get so upset when people like if someone's not impressed with the pyramids uh-huh you know what i mean like you don't know you don't get what's impressive about this yeah it's like context come <laughs> yeah, on well and even just, still more than that it's like well they're the oldest like structures i'm like do we have anything like this now yeah have we made anything like this you know like something that's, that's gonna have this yeah. amount of longevity yeah. something that's you know like these structures are gonna outlive our cities yeah and like the what is it just the advanced mathematics of it yeah like you know all the things they had to consider when you look at it you're like okay it's just a fucking pyramid but mm-hmm. there's so much that went into into making those yeah. things so i'm like, like why oh. did they make it a pyramid how did they know that that was like the most stable structure of all the shapes? Like, or that from this angle it would do this or, you know, whatever. So it's, yeah, yeah I'm like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a person for me. But there was a... No, that's, that's an interesting <laughs> litmus test. Are you are you uh, intrigued by that? Or do you appreciate the pyramids? Yeah. Nope. I mean, I'm not, I'm not coming out. I'm not coming out. I'm like, hey, question. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just so I get to know you as a person from the get-go. <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> you cool with the pyramids or not? <laughs> no, all right. Nice Fuck you, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> get in my car, I'm out. <laughs> bye bye. I don't want to. I don't want you in my circle. <laughs> but there was um, uh, oh, so that that point you mentioned about like um, 
when I said us like having to go multi-planetary, you're like, if we can't figure shit out here. Um, so that's what, uh, also came to my mind with the aliens about like, why would it like when people ask, why wouldn't they just, you know, reveal themselves or make contact? Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, maybe we're not at the point where we like, they're like, you know, go ahead and invite them into Star Trek, uh, you know, the uh, Federation or whatever. I mean, that's yeah. So at some level, do you feel like some like, um, beings that have like able, they're able to interplanetary travel and like, they're not warmongers then that you're, they have to be beyond that to be able to achieve that. I think if because like the flip side of that is like, well, what if just some aliens discover? Cause I think that was Stephen Hawking's whole thing is he didn't want to put ourselves out there because what if they're, yeah. Like alien people out there that, you know, Oh, fresh meat right there. Yeah. What was it that when you pit two species against each other, one of them is going to come out on top uh, or one of them is going to be eliminated. Something like that. Like, yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah, something to that effect of, um, of of Stephen Hawking saying we shouldn't make contact, but I don't know. I to me, like I think that if there's something that exists like that, to where if we think what they can do as far as like travel this quickly from wherever they are to mm-hmm. now, like you know, like just the speed of things and the technology of things. Maybe they're like, yeah, these monkeys haven't, you know, like they, they need <laughs> to work not some worth shit our out. Time, yeah. yeah, not yet. But, you know, keep an eye, keep tabs on that planet. What's interesting to me, though, is like, so if they do feel that way, then life has to be super common. Maybe. I mean, because just given the numbers, it, yeah. you know. Because, like, say if it was just like one alien civilization that did achieve all that tech and they found us, if it was just them, then of course they would come to see us because we're the only other living thing that they would have known. So if, like, I always think about that, like, yeah, like, in that situation where, like, the alien, you know, people that have it together, they have all that tech and everything. If they see us and they're, like, they dismiss us, then life has to be super common. Yeah, and I mean. And in that case, we're really not shit. If you're looking at the numbers as far as uh, whatever scope or universes or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, the odds or the numbers that you get for like the probability of like uh, planets in each solar system or each universe with mm-hmm. some life, the estimates are like pretty high up there. So I feel like it, like, like if we're dividing up the fucking space, you know, like what we think of as a universe into quadrants, maybe fucking certain civilizations that have reached certain peaks have reached out and connected. It would be pretty like yeah. crazy to think of. Like if that was the case, you know, all these different societies, like forming a Star Trek type federation. <laughs> yeah. And then like, okay, you're assigned to, to this region. Keep an eye on earth. They're not all the way there yet. <laughs> you know, they got to work some shit out and they might not make it, but their policy yeah. is not, is a non-interventionist. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, us. we've, we've kind of adopted that too. That's why like everything that's getting sent to Mars is like super sterilized. Cause mm-hmm. we don't want to, you know, even like that could happen on the bacterial level. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, obviously this is the boring nerd answer to the question of like, when do you think about life or alien life? I I really believe, and I'd bet a substantial sum of money that the first alien life we find is going to be like microbes on something in our solar system. Haven't we Bacterium. already? No. No. Okay. We have found evidence. We have found evidence of conditions that would support that. Mm-hmm. Um, like Mars, like right. That's where. That's why we landed the Perseverance there because that was an ancient uh, like Delta. Mm-hmm. Like you know because we have deltas here on Earth, you know and we have our satellites there. We're able to see like, oh, this is exactly what a delta would look like. So we knew for a fact 
that at some point millions of years ago there was water here and you know maybe we'll find a fossil of some bacterium so that's really exciting but i mm-hmm. mean i we haven't even found evidence of like this potential bacterium mm-hmm. um so i mean i that's i think that's my answer to like that question but it is still fun to like well yeah if there are these like intel- intelligent aliens out there like you know how do they interact with us should we be scared i think we should be scared of it but i we don't should think be I, wary yeah i don't think that we should let that stop us though no, and I, I think the like I don't think our ability to identify these things are as far along as we maybe even think. Like like you're saying, we haven't found the micro like microbes and shit like yeah. that. I'm like, well, if we can't do that, what are the fucking yeah? How are we gonna pick up? A, you know, <laughs> so so and part of me feels like if these aliens are anything like you know like us like evolving it, like as an intelligent species. Mm-hmm. Then there's some fucking funny guy like like there was um like all these sightings that you see I feel like they just you know slipping you know <laughs> like uh like uh there's fucking pilots in the military that were drawing uh dick shapes so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the audio of that I'm like these are professionals you know these are fucking pilots you know they know what they're doing <laughs> and they're like we're gonna fucking some alien make overlord a dick. is gonna do something similar so I'm just saying like if we do that you know maybe yeah, their version uh, of that is like. Yeah, let me just a glitch in the matrix. Uncloak. So yeah, let me uncloak for a second. You, all right, turn that shit back on. That was crazy, or something like that. Something yeah. super stupid, you know, something very innocuous to them. But we're like, yo, that's, you see that shit? That's fun to them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were just we're the butt of the joke. Exactly. And that's still that's still funny. I can appreciate that. Because <laughs> if, if we identify uh, and relate to the idea of what, like uh, the alien. Like mm-hmm. the the big head, you know, that's just us, right? You know, yeah. in the future, um, with a, with a bigger brain yeah. and not not having the need for the yeah. physical limbs. It's, kind of, it's very uh, was it Kang and Kang and um, who are the aliens in the Simpsons? I don't know uh, Simpsons references. <sighs> I mean, like not... Kano and Kang or something. I don't know something something like that. Yeah, but it's, you know they have like the tentacles and the little thing over their head, and yeah, they're just fucking with the humans. <laughs> yeah, so like, we can abduct this person. No one's gonna, who's gonna believe them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I feel like maybe some of the sightings are that, but. The, the the catalyst to even the whole discussion, yeah. you know, the the stories that have been kind of uh, circulating recently, yeah. um, that I texted you about, like um, just the confirmations from the Pentagon or whoever yeah. it's from. That's like, there's something there. I mean, and yeah, I feel like you know we've been those sightings have been happening for like there's something happening. Yeah. And there's no shame in acknowledging you don't know what it is. Mm-mm. In no. my opinion, so like I, I yeah be. I applaud the moves that like, hey yeah you know we saw this too we don't know what it is though. Mm-hmm. I mean, they shouldn't say it's aliens unless they knew for sure it was aliens. I don't think they've said aliens. Yeah, no, like, they, they haven't. I, they haven't, but I mean, like, it th- that's where everyone's mind's going to go. For sure. Like, But just <laughs> the fact that they don't call them UFOs anymore is kind of irritating. I'm like, oh, god damn. See, they're, they're trying to be like, yo, not aliens. Yeah, but and that's not part of aliens. it, too. Like, everybody, UFO, that, UFO is alien. Yeah, UFO is an unexplained cooler. flying Those three object. letters are way better yeah. than UAPs. They are, and if I was the government, I would still, you know, UFO gets the job done. Yeah, you can just, fucking market the shit out these, of that. Just because other people appre- appropriated it for aliens, that's on them. But you know, yeah, I see no problem with that. Uh, you know, just the using of UFO as its own phrase. Yeah, just fucking use UFO. <laughs> that's my personal preference. But. but then, I mean, yeah, I was I was interested to see though that yeah, since the beginning of the pandemic, a lot more people are citing things. I mean, mm-hmm. and I get that. But I think a big part of it, and to ah oh, damn it, you haven't gone out there with me yet. But I mean, like Rachel was talking about it just this last week, 
Like, you go out there and you actually see how many... Like, if you live in a big urban center, like, the light mm-hmm. pollution, you have no idea what the night sky looks like. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you go out there and you see everything that's up there. Like, that's just, like, mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah, you feel it connects you in a way that... Yeah. That you don't if you don't get to see them. And I feel like that's a great irony is that like the more technologically advanced and savvy and intelligent we become as a society. I mean, yeah, because of the electricity that that requires and generates, like the more we're coming disconnected from, mm-hmm. you know, what's actually around us. Yeah. Uh, like a, a majority of it, the masses. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, you need to ha- be aware like there's some people that are, like I know aren't even aware that it's a problem, you know. Yeah. Like you're not aware that your phone never leaves your hand and that you're looking at it so much. Uh, that it's an what? appendage. Yeah, like that's how yeah. unaware you are of yeah. it. Like it was um, life before this. Yeah, like you have to be aware of the pitfalls of yeah. of yeah of of technology in general, and that's one of them. Like it it, it disconnects you from. I think it's not even just human experience, but like the fact that everything is connected. Yeah. Like. That's what makes like quantum mechanics when I hear it like so fascinating because I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, this obviously when you look at it on the surface, maybe you're like, this looks like magic. Uh-huh. But it's like if this is if this point in space is affecting, you know, is changing, then mm-hmm. it obviously is going to affect something else, you know, oh, in a bigger yeah, picture. The, the, that, uh, that aspect of it. Entanglement, so to speak. Yeah. Yes, that's what I meant. Sorry. Thank you. No, I'm no, no. no. Uh, yeah. Entanglement is a, uh, you know, it's a concept in quantum. So mm-hmm. you're, you're correct. So in the right ballpark. No, no lies detected in your <laughs> Got you. Thank statements. you. Um, but yeah, I don't know why I brought that up. When did I bring that uh, up? The connectedness of it all. Yeah. So like things I, like, and even on earth, like if you scale up or scale down, I think it applies. Yeah. And you know? I, I think, too, that's a big issue that I've noticed with, like, climate deniers is that uh, the climate change deniers. It's like, come on, you see all this stuff coming out of your car and it's going into the air. We're all doing it. How do you not think that that's going to change things somehow? Mm-hmm. Every every Re- reaction has a reaction. Yeah. It's like an equation, man. Yeah. Like, whatever balance has to be maintained. We are... We're our fat asses are on one yeah. side of the seesaw and nothing we're, is on the other one we're in the mix or i yeah. mean if like on a smaller scale yes but i think <laughs> if you blow it up oh yeah, yeah like yeah. definitely like oh we're just a big old mix in this big old yeah yin yang pot we are conducting experiments that we do not know the outcomes to mm-hmm. on our planet we're dropping right pebbles in that fucking thing yeah. <laughs> oh, change yeah. ripples but then like you blow it up that big old puddle of water or whatever it is gonna be okay it's gonna stabilize yeah It'll balance out. Even in, even if we do change, we might fucking nuke a planet, but the universe will be like, yeah, I know that. that back, you know, but then that's where it gets dangerous too, because then you just blow it up so much, and you're like, everything is insignificant. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, but like if you th- if you keep going, go, like bigger perspective, uh, then like even all those explosions, you're like, oh, that's tiny little part of the universe over here. Yeah, or or whatever. Like, yeah. and then. Whatever has to be done has will happen, and then gravity will zero out, or whatever the fuck the balance equation is, <laughs> and then we'll be back to normal. <laughs> that was one of the draws for me for astrophysics because one thing that I always told myself in high school was like, eh, if I'm late to class today, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Sounds like you. And then I just nothing matters. <laughs> I hate that. That's kind of like at some level, that's a fundamental part of me because it's like if I'm having a problem. You end you up always, there. You can always back, yeah. You end up there to where, and eh, nothing matters. It's a good anxiety reliever. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But then that creates a new kind of anxiety all It the does. Time. Yeah, it does. Because <laughs> then you're like, oh, wait, now I'm the small one on the totem pole. Yeah, Because before, you're like, oh. Now I'm insignificant. <laughs> yeah. 
I think it's a balance that I've heard a couple of scientists talk yeah. about. It's like you can't live in a constant state of acknowledging how little you are because then you can't operate. You still yeah. have to take the tar- the trash out, you know, you yeah. wash the dishes. Uh, you still, you're the one that has to smell the shit over you, there. Yeah, you know? still got to live your tiny yeah. existence. You still have your five senses that are actually the most important things to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think of uh, some of like, like those scientists like coming out and just kind of going back to, to the, the, the alien point, like the scientists they, and like pilots, just people with credibility always kind of aid the uh-huh. the uh, the talk of aliens and things like that. Do you think we've been visited by aliens? Maybe. I wouldn't dis- discount the possibility. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm, I'm, I, my answer to that question is no, but I wouldn't like, no, and I'm going to fight you. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, and I mean like, yeah, but I mean I could be wrong. Yeah, I well, just I I mean, you know, science is conservative in its nature. You need the the hard facts before things are rewritten in the books. And like, there's like there's things you could point at, yeah. like that, which is why I don't dis dis uh, count the argument. Yeah, no, but yeah, like, like uh, you know, UFO is a UFO for a reason. You don't know what it is. Or even about our evolution, like yeah. um, like when uh the human brain enlarged by i forget like what 50 percent something massive oh yeah and Um, like the evolutionary time scale yeah and like a couple thousand years um and like like the argument to explain that i think i think the the most mainstream argument is like nutrients like we cook food down fire like controlling fire yeah controlling fire you can cook food down get more nutrients out of it and not have to be just consuming raw food and shit like that Mm -hmm. i think that was one explanation of it but i'm like hey man they could have fucking mixed something up in the DNA. You know, they could have gone into the soup. Like, did, uh, there was an article pretty recently about... Um, so the counter-argument... The ca- if I'm being... If the scientist in me would counter-argue that with... Then that would mean that DNA is very similar in the living organisms. Well, yeah. We have it, like uh, 99%. No, but I mean on, on Earth, though. If you're talking about aliens coming in and doing that. Cause that's what I'm... Is that what kind of your... The... Uh, hypothesis yeah so, so oh yeah so like uh yeah like genetic manipulation yeah. so um, then that would answer a very significant question there because then that would mean that the aliens would have had to have familiarity with our dna to be able to do that maybe which then and so that yeah that would i mean i think my initial reaction to that would be oh, i'd be a little sad that dna is very similar like life can only exist with this collection of acs t's and g's mm-hmm. so to speak um if that was the case I think that would be my snap judgment to that. But then look at like just the tiniest amount of variation. Like we have 99 point whatever percent similar DNA to monkeys. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Even like to plants on earth, it's like still a shot, like 50%. Like, so Mm -hmm. like, yeah, uh, on earth DNA is that fundamental. I'm saying if like the, like the life that existed on this aliens planet followed a similar fashion, it would have to be like the ACC as that structure or that. Yeah. As opposed to just something crazy new that we couldn't have even thought to consider now. Mm-hmm. I'd be a little disappointed if DNA was similar in, in, uh, in Aliens. I, yeah, I, wa- I, can, I want something super crazy different. I can see that. But that – so, like, to me, like, the argument – or not that, not even the argument, but the yeah. point that, that like, uh, DNA being – or, sorry, uh, the difference in, in genetic material being tiny percentages. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if, if you turn the dial that little, that yeah. tiny amount, and it – it causes this fucking gulf in species. Yeah. Then you okay. fucking turn a dot. You have so many little notches on the dial. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess if we were 
related to the to the alien? Unfucking distinguishable. <laughs> you, I would not even ten percent is would be nothing. Ten percent would be in like yeah, but like still like that would be that would be super fast. Like actually, any finding out what the percentage that were related to aliens would be fascinating. Yeah, on itself. But I just want to take a moment to appreciate if there were a ten percent uh, uh, comparison between the two, then that would add like anything would create questions. the scale of difference. Yeah. If it's that much, like yeah. if it, oh, scale it down from like ninety nine percent related to yeah. monkey to fucking ten percent related to this animal. Yeah, I'd be fucking... super. I wouldn't. Or even what if it was super identical and then like actually ten percent. Huge... No, what if, like, the whatever aliens we measure were actually, like, really identical? We figured out time travel. That's what happened there. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's where I was going to go with it. I'm like, well, either, yeah, that or, like, well, these humans got abducted sometime back then and then did their own thing. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. if it was the case, I would be a little bummed at the fact that, well, then, goddamn, are we even rarer than we thought? Yeah. No, yeah. If that was, like, if it was legit and it was that, then, yeah. I'd be, that's why, that's why I kind of said I'd be a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. But then, if it was time travel, that opens yeah, up. Yeah, there's like, even oh, more. We got fucking time travel. We're all right. Or yeah. maybe we're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. But um, yeah, like the genetic manipulation stuff, there was human monkey hybrid, hybrid embryo was created. Oh, very, that's very recent, too. Oh, that's. Yeah, this is two days ago. Huh. That's cool. No, that's, that's super interesting. But I remember. Uh, we could do it. Aliens China, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been doing crazy shit like that before, though. We've just been really hesitant. We've had the ability too, but no, you know, yeah, it gets have. touchy when it's you start very, fucking with a uh, lot of ethical questions. The nascent humans. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, like just seeing this, you get it. Yeah. Um, I'm like, what's to what's to say? Yeah. Aliens are like, well, you know, we're keeping an eye on it, but just whisk yeah. two of them away, three of them away here at a time. Boop. All right, um, homo neanderthalenses, y'all are out. <laughs> These motherfuckers are in. That'd be fine. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I entertain. Like, uh, you know what's kind of crazy too is like I think a lot about um, like yeah, because like right, all these other homo like humanoid mm-hmm. species existed at a time. I'm like, damn, like we are the only ones that made it out. But then I mean, part of it was we also killed the other ones out. So it's like, banged a lot of them too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's the the DNA sharing is yeah, the there. intermingling. Yeah, yeah, but um, it's just like for me, it's like dang, if they continued to exist, like how, how would they think, or right? How would they experience? It'd be interesting. How would they learn? But I guess that didn't happen because I mean, I mean, you... yeah, no. At the end of the day, yeah, like survival of the fittest. Uh-huh. Yeah, that that at work. They weren't fit for the the world at that time. I guess they weren't better, or they couldn't organize, or yeah. whatever it was to. Yeah. Fucking kill all the humans. But then, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you know, it would be scary. What if just, what if Homo sapiens were just that psychotic <laughs> that they just felt compelled to kill them all? I mean, that's probably. Scary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, and it takes so little to other another group. Yeah. You know, it, like even now when, even we now are with all the this species, intel, yeah. yeah, exactly. You would think, oh, they're all the same species. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We can pick out on so many things. Yeah. It's like, hold on. It's okay. We'll fight over nothing. Yeah. So, so if we're well, fighting over nothing, motherfuckers are a whole different species. Yeah, kill them. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of that motherfucker. That's Look at his like, eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have that thing walking around. But even then, when you're like hyenas and lions, you know at least there's some balance. It's not like they're going over there slaughtering each other. Mm-hmm. No, that's an. E- I mean, yeah. yeah, they're. But they're like different. Like 
they're different branches. They're diverted enough. From, oh from yeah, their path. okay. Like, no, but what I'm saying is that they don't just straight out kill each other to the end of oblivion. They they have their balance that they maintain in their ecosystem. Nature. I'm just yeah, I'm just curious to like why didn't that happen? Like why wasn't there some stasis that everyone was like, oh okay, yeah, like you know, like they not even that they consciously worked together, but like that just they didn't have their niches in the ecosystem. Like as far as being on the same level as humans? Or? Uh, no, just even like as far as like the fact that their confrontation mm-hmm. came to the point where one of them died out. Oh, I see. Yeah. But then I, I don't know necessarily that that's what it was either. It could have just been like, yeah. Probably a lot of evolutionary, factors. like biology. Yeah. Like, well, like the whole, like coyotes. And I, I always uh, mention this because like when, uh, like when they howl, right, it's roll call. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're missing howls, the 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 females produce more uh, coyotes in the litter. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. That's yeah. pretty interesting. So it's like factors like that. I would assume probably keep some of those things in balance. Like, okay, there's there's a surplus of this animal to to and like the bigger predator mm-hmm. can, like can only sustain the smaller yeah. numbers because of the resources needed yeah. or whatever. Yeah, now that that ecosystem balance and all that, like that's also that's mm-hmm. really interesting to me too. That's why I always feel like no matter how much should we fuck up, and even if like we take out the planet, the fucking solar system would be like, all right, align the fucking what are they called the or the orbits <laughs> it's like all right back in balance <laughs> so it, it feels like that even like on like no matter where you scale it to mm-hmm. like there's always it'll it'll get back to whatever it's supposed to be at that's fine because part of me too part of me kind of just like and eh, it's just the balance is that it's all chaos <laughs> just i mean it is yeah it is i mean we don't get it all well we can point out pictures and portions of it yeah. like to point to the balance of it but like it, like the mechanisms and all the shit that's happening to make, like, to balance it out. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, that's why there's physicists and all these people <laughs> asking why, right? Yeah, and yeah. No, there's actually been a lot of interesting particle news, particle physics news. How so? Um, or what stuff, I should say? So there was there are two apparently, to my knowledge, I thought they were the same thing at, initially, but uh, one happened in Fermilab and then the other happened in CERN. Um, the particle accelerator in switzerland mm-hmm. so with cern they didn't they haven't done any experiments or anything but um they're like actually undergoing like a major upgrade so they haven't ran anything for a couple of years but they were looking through the data from their past experiments and they had found some stuff that they need they're like oh wait we need to test this because if this is like correct like based on how they're looking at it, their hypothesis and everything mm-hmm. that could mean that there's like a new force of nature that hadn't been considered um and that's kind of like gravity is a force of nature electromagnetism Mm -hmm. so like one of those big things a new force of nature is like a big deal that's crazy. but it's just suggested from this like it could be an anomaly you know maybe the thing that they fixed removes that anomaly Mm -hmm. um, because of the upgrade but then something happened in fermilab that was similar they did run an experiment and i think like a muon or a certain type of particle was manipulated by something that the scientists were not they had no idea what imparted effect on that Gotcha. And so they're also saying they potentially found a new force of nature. Mm, so they might be talking about the same thing or potentially. Yeah, like it's funny that I, it's funny that I don't know that they were related. I think they were isolated in themselves, 
but force of nature kind of came out of both of them so that's pretty exciting i'm like how many fucking new forces of nature do you get you know that's exactly that's what we were in that's what that's why uh, everyone's a bit in a tizzy so to say do you know what the experiments consisted of or like how they drew these conclusions like what Um, they had to do what the experiment was i'm not sure but i know like with cern most of the experiments are just colliding shit into each other high speed yeah so you know you just you observe mash these things at mash these things at super high powers of energy and see what basically happens. see what comes out yeah uh and so you know that that's what the upgrades there are doing right now they're you know oh, increasing they... their ability to do more powerful experiments did they so that's exciting did they shut down to yeah. do that yeah, yeah right they've been did shut they down just for a couple years they're not back up yet so that's what i was saying what oh, they did older stuff they that's were looking right. yeah they were looking through the old data Got and you. then they saw something that they hadn't seen i was about before. to say yo they're back no yeah they're not there yet so that that's really exciting that is very cool as well I mean, like, uh, I remember gravitational waves. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, whenever whenever I read and, like, actually saw what it meant, I was like, oh, shit. Like, observable gravitational waves. I'm like, they barked it at whatever place. And yeah. then however much time later. Was yeah. No, like that. Yeah. That I remember bonkers. being in college at that. And that was, the physics department was partying it up. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That that's stuff like that's fun. super cool. Like so, so something like I mean, come on, open back up, Cern, smash some more shit up in the same manner and see what <laughs> happens again. Fucking. Actually, <laughs> do you remember the hole? documentary Particle Fever? It was like on Netflix for a little bit. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, um, that was basically about like the a lot of that stuff. Or actually, no, that was about. Do you remember the God Particle? Mm-hmm. The thing that yeah. So um, I had a professor. He was in one of the panels uh, during that documentary. I was like, oh, wait. That, he was like super obscure in the corner, and we spotted him out. I'm like, oh, yeah, we just saw that guy lecture. So that was, that, that was cool. kind of interesting. Yeah. All that uh, all that physics stuff, I feel like uh, it always uh, is a uh, – you're asking why, right? Yeah. So you get to the fucking bottom. You're like, physics, here we go. Yeah. And well, I not fe- the bottom, but, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like, you know, that's – like that scientific pursuit, right, that like wanting to know why. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, yeah, you know, well, what do we need to do to answer this question – like gotta figure this directly out. Yeah. yeah and you know that you know that leads to a lot of like you know the nice stuff that we have now mm-hmm. because you need crazy new tech to be able to do those answer those crazy questions see this is why i wished i, I had been more proficient in math because i think i would have <laughs> i would have uh had the i would have felt more secure in pursuing something like physics it's not it's never too late man it's not too late, and I, and I I mean the reason uh like I'm I'm into all of this shit uh yeah. and you know maybe in a uh from a more uh not as close like obviously you studied it but like just following and oh, reading no, yeah. about it is so fun and I think part of that too part of that for a minute I wanted to be like a science journalist like writing the articles like for people to read mm-hmm. I feel like that's a super important thing. And I mean, yeah, like, you know, and what's funny is at the end of the day, it all just goes back to like, how do we preserve that knowledge? Mm-hmm. How do you, and then that kind of made me think, how do you preserve that knowledge in a way that if somebody came into that room and had no idea what any of that shit is, would they be able to put that together and figure it out? Mm-hmm. Would they be able to actually use that information? We need fucking tutorials with all these things. I know. Everything like, is going to have to preserve and make the tutorial. And hey. then, yeah. How do you, where's the, like, get the motherfuckers from the Ikea catalogs to put that shit together. Attach the YouTube link. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, uh, that's so true. You need the, the how-to to all the things that we're going to have to store. Yeah. That's going to be massive as well. Fucking. Probably more important. Yeah. Dude, off-site, off-site planets, just storehouses. The Boom. conditions will probably Boom. be good for preservation, to be Boom. totally honest. Yeah, away, not as populated. Yeah, well, that, yeah, and, like, you know, just dry. Like, the humidity in our atmosphere is what fucks up a lot of things. 
That's true. But then I mean the things deteriorate. Yeah, the flip side of that too is like the we have our um our magnetic field. Mm-hmm. So I mean the other spots don't have that. But it's yeah, all this stuff the super interesting ways yeah. you can take it. Yeah, I think that super nerdy ways you can take it too. Very much. <laughs> very much. I but I think that's it's nerdy because it's niche, you know, it's mm-hmm. like it's, it's heady sometimes if you don't understand the concepts. So uh, that's why I really like the science communicators that are out there. It's like, ah, oh, you need those people and like uh, doing like the so- Lord's work. Seriously, and I'm like, um, VR is pretty big too. Like as far as like, cause so many of these things, it's like if if you could just explain the concept by showing it, you know, mm-hmm. beautiful. Especially for physics, cause you cause a lot of it's so conceptual. If you're not if you don't know the yeah. equations to get there, right? So it's like showing someone this is what this equation is showing us and why we're excited about it. So there was this VR thing that I, uh, man, who fucking was talking about it? Some physicist guy um, on, uh, I think it was Rogan or something. And uh, like the VR experiences of building, like think of a, an experience at a, at a museum and like how it's interactive, like having VR or yeah. f- physics function in VR like that to kind of get the word out. But yeah, we'll we'll put a bow on this uh, discussion for now. Uh, this it was good, super really, fun. We had a lot of good quotes in this one. Yeah, this was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so please stick around. Please uh, tell other people to listen to this. Um, check us. Check our website out, ieaudiolab.com. Email the show at ieaudiolab at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at milkfatpercent. And then I'm uh, oap double underscore three. And that's it for this week's episode. Please come back later.